Podcasting from Baldwin, New York. Welcome to the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Bringing you everything Baldwin Athletics, including news, game breakdowns, analysis, interviews, and much, much more. Prepare for the laughs, hot takes, hard questions, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, ready to dive into everything Bruins sports. Isaiah Bell and Sophia Smith. Welcome listeners to the second year of the Bone Bruin Sports Podcast. My name is Isaiah Bell and alongside me is my co-host Sophia Smith. We are excited to start this unprecedented journey which all starts today with our very special guest. This man needs no introduction, the man, the myth, the legend, our athletic director of Bowen Senior High School, Mr. Ed Ramirez. And before we dive into this interview, we want to give a couple shout outs to some people who are making this all possible. Thank you to the Board of Ed, Dr. Cami, High School Principal Dr. Testa, and Mr. Kelly. We also want to thank Jason Eusebio for working on our logo, which features some of Baldwin's finest Bruins, and to Josh the Professional for making our intro and outro, which is being debuted on this episode. Also, none of this would be possible without the amazing editing skills of Matt Vincello, so a huge thank you to Matt. Before we jump into our interview, here's a little bit about our first guest. He has been the athletic director at Bowen for about 15 years. He has overseen county, Long Island, state, and federation championships, all while supervising the physical education and health education departments in Baldwin. And he's here today to talk all things Bowen athletics for the upcoming school year. All right, Mr. Ramirez, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to see you guys face to face. Appreciate the time. Yeah. Um, so we want to jump right into this interview. Uh, it's the first one of the season, so we're really excited. Um, so as you know, this past week has been a bit of a roller coaster when it came to the fate of fall sports, um, with Governor Cuomo first giving the okay to the September 21st start date. Um, but now with Section 8 deeming it too risky, how do you feel now that the tentative plan is that sports will start in January? Uh, so number one, my heart goes out to our, our student athletes here at Baldwin uh, across the county and the state. Some tough decisions had to be made. Um, I'm, I'm a sports lifer. I've always been about sports, and I want to see us up and running. But I understand that, you know, from a superintendent's perspective, they have some some health and safety concerns. Um, I think the timing of the decision from from uh, Governor Cuomo uh, was poor in that it did not give uh, schools time to adjust their plans. Uh, when you think about the fact that some schools are using cafeteria uh, gyms as cafeterias mm-hmm. or learning areas. You know, to change that up the week before is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so as much as I would like to see sports running, uh, up and running, I understand that health and safety is first, um, and there's a lot of unanswered questions. You know, what locker rooms we can't use, how, how social distancing look on the field. Um, and that needs time to be planned mm-hmm. out. So, You know, safety is definitely first. All right. Um, with a new ultra sports season, how does that change your your responsibilities as an athletic director? So as an athletic director, my responsibilities are still the same. I still have to plan four seasons. I still have to make sure that the athletes and the coaches uh, have the equipment, the space, the things they need. Where it's changed is I have other things now that I have to consider, mainly on the health and safety forefront. How we do what we've done in the past and maintain the health and safety of student athletes in the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are things that I will work on with coaches. I have a meeting today with uh, the winter coaches because that's the first season scheduled. And we're going to start planning what that looks like, what a practice will look like, uh, how we group up, 
what transportation will look like, what game day will look like. Um, a lot of that will also be dictated to us, you know, on a state level. Mm -hmm. But we're going to try and stay ahead of the game and have those conversations with ourselves now. Yeah. So as you said, safety is Baldwin's number one priority. We're looking out for the students, the coaches, the entire athletic staff. Is there anything being implemented in relation to the season, such as sanitizing equipment or anything like that, that will be at a new heightened level this year? Yeah, absolutely. So any equipment that's sh that shared equipment um, is going to be disinfected regularly. And I say regularly, you know, it could be during practice, it could be at the end of practice, but that'll be regular. We're also, uh, Dr. Cammy and, and the Board of Education, um, have given me the go-ahead to uh, use a new web-based program uh, which allows for athlete screening um, and there's a lot of components in there that help in terms of the communication between coaches administration and the nurses to make sure that every student that's stepping on the field has done their part to ensure that they're in the right condition to come out and participate and not put anyone in danger or put themselves in danger. Mm -hmm. So there, there are definitely things like that. We're looking at other things. Obviously, locker rooms aren't going to be available, so we have to plan how that's going to look like. And it's going to, like everything else, it's not going to be what we're used to. It's going to be different, mm -hmm. um, but we have to accept that. We have to be willing to be flexible with those things, both as coaches, administrators, and athletes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you mentioned on the locker rooms, and that was actually going to be in the next question. So um, in previous years, after the bell rang to end ninth periods, kids got their bags and headed to the locker rooms and then to their respective meeting areas for their team. How will that look different this year? So I'm going to give you what I think, but those things haven't really been, those decisions haven't been made out. One thought is that... Um, there are no locker rooms. You can't obviously carry your equipment during the day, so practices may have to start later mm -hmm. to give you the opportunity to go home, get your equipment, do what you need to do, and then return to the field. Um, that's probably a consensus on what most people are thinking it will look like right now if locker rooms aren't available. Mm -hmm. um, so we talked about um, how there's going to be some hybrid students and some remote students. So for students who are doing fully remote learning, like what will an afternoon look like during the season um, when they come to school for practice? So a student who is fully remote learning uh, and is participating on a sport will probably look like this. Uh, there will be pre-designated times that practice can start. There will be pre-designated areas that you're told to report. Um, so that student will report there. They will have to have filled out some kind of component screening to make sure that, like everything else, when you enter our facilities, you're in good standing health-wise. Uh, practice will happen. Uh, my guess right now, if this was to happen right now, it would be more a skill-based practice, small groups, and we would try to keep you in cohorts so that um, we can, you know, ensure that you're working with the same people every day mm -hmm. um, and then go from there. And the practice, you would leave from, if it's an outdoor field, you'd leave right from there with mm -hmm. no access to the building. If you're indoors, you would leave from the building and, and move, move forth. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so getting into games. How will game days look different this season, and how is this whole situation impacting travel to and from games? So these are great questions, and to be honest, the answers have, the answers aren't out there. Okay. So whenever I answer these questions, yeah. I want everyone to be uh, to understand that these I'm thinking forward what I think it could look yeah. like, but there's no definitive answer. Uh, so what transportation to, to games might look like? Transportation to games. The f number one thing is every parent, every student athlete will have the option to provide their own transportation and meet us at the game. That's, mm -hmm. you know, that's yeah. definitely one of the things that you'll see. Uh, any student that chooses to come 
via school transportation will have to wear a mask on the bus um, and ensure that, you know, because we can't secure the six foot distancing that they, mm -hmm. you know, they, they protect themselves. Mm -hmm. um, schedules in terms of games, things like that, you're probably going to see that there's no, um, everything will be within the section. So you're not going to have a game against a Suffolk County school, mm -hmm. against mm -hmm. a city school, upstate school. Um, I predict that you probably won't see Long Island championships, you won't see state championships. Um, my hope um, in discussions with other ADs is that we're going to try to maintain some type of playoff and some mm -hmm. type of championship, but it won't be the full championship that we're used to. You may not see a prelim quarter, semi, and finals. It'll, it'll be a shortened season. So we'll try to best fit that as can, you know, as can in that system. Mm -hmm. Um, so obviously in this day and age, mental health is extremely important. And for so many kids, sports and practicing is an outlet for them. So what would you say to a student athlete who's feeling a little discouraged or even possibly depressed that they don't have school sports to play um, for this half of the year? That's a tough question. Mm -hmm. So listen, life is life. And life is always going to put challenges ahead of us that at times we don't realize we're strong enough to get past. This too shall pass. It may not be what we want, it may not be the best scenario, but it, it will pass and we will get through it. And you will be stronger as young men and women because of it. You know, whether it was uh, world wars, Vietnams, there were things that interfered with everyday life that put things into perspective. Um, I would say to you to try and stay as positive as possible and look at it as a challenge as opposed to start feeling bad for yourselves, which is what I would say to you in any situation. Always look to get past the challenges, never look to feel bad about why they're happening. Um, and, and that's really it. Does, does it stink? Is it ideal? Absolutely. Does my heart break for you guys? Yes. But there are a lot worse things that people are going through than missing sports. And that's the reality of life. Yeah. People have lost their lives. People have lost their jobs. Lives have been altered in ways that we couldn't imagine. And as bad as we feel about the sports, and I'm a former athlete. My kids all played sports. My, my son was a college athlete. And I, you know, I would feel terrible. But in the perspective of what's going on, you know, it, it, we, we have to always keep that in mind. Um, and hope that we get through this and we, we're back on the field. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Obviously, as you know, um, sports are a big part of our community. So um, are the coaches working together to create a sports community that stays connected? If so, what might that look like? So that's one of the things that we're talking about now. As I said, I'm meeting this afternoon with our winter coaches, and then I will meet with the... The plan for the section right now in the state is that January 4th, we would be able to play sports um, at 10-week seasons. And then, so after from January 4th to March, and then after March would be the fall season, mm -hmm. and then we finish in May and June with the spring season. So I'm, I'm meeting with our winter coaches because that's the first season that comes up. Okay. And then I'll do the fall, and then I'll do the spring. And those are, those are the things that, that work. we're going to discuss, how to keep the communication. Um, I may even, um, and we'll, we'll discuss, but I may even do a Google Meet for our athletes um, to give them an opportunity to do question and answering. Once school opens up, it'll be easier for us to communicate. I, you know, Obviously, we use the Bruins Twitter page and those things um but those are things that we're going to work on today mm -hmm. and figure out how we can do that to keep everyone in the loop with, with yeah. what's going on 
So talking about staying connected, um, we talked about how Athletes Helping Athletes tried to stay connected with the younger kids back in the spring when they made the video kind of encouraging um, the younger kids just, you know, to have a great summer to stay safe and to be um, active. Um, is there a way that Athletes Helping Athletes can continue their role in Baldwin's community during this time? So right now our plan is yes. Our Athletes Help, uh, excuse me, Athletes Helping Athletes is going to be up and running as our student leadership program. Uh, we've worked with um, the coordinators for Athletes Helping Athletes over at Malloy College, and they're going to run their trainings virtual. And we'll have time to plan on how we're going to then roll that over to our alumni. Right now, I foresee that we'll do virtual uh, meets with the kids and be able to do everything we've done in the past, provide our lessons on character, sportsmanship, staying away from drugs and alcohol, all those things that we find uh, are important not only to us, but to share that with the younger kids in the community. Yeah. We're still going to do that. It's just probably going to be virtual. You know, if, from here to the spring, if nothing changes, it'll be virtual. But we're, we're, I've met with uh, Mrs. Graff, and we're a go-ahead with Athletes Up and Athletes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so for those who don't know, um, Mr. Newellen um, orchestrated a fitness challenge led by the students over the summer. So um, will the fitness challenge be able to continue throughout the year? So we're not going to do the fitness challenge that we did in the spring, but we are definitely going to look to include students who, are, who want to and have permission from their parents um, as part of our demonstration for our hybrid and our remote lessons. Uh, so once school opens up, Mr. Llewellyn will speak to the classes and get names and students who, who are interested in participating in that. Um, so it'll be similar, but it'll be a different purpose. Instead of the fitness challenge, they'll actually be part of the phys ed lesson that, that's being sent home as high, part of hybrid mm -hmm. and remote. Yeah. Um, so you said earlier about how perhaps during when the sports seasons do commence that smaller cohorts of athletes could practice together. Um, so before sports seasons do happen, um, will there be opportunities for athletes to have small in-person training groups, either on school grounds or just in public, um, so that they can uh, prepare for their seasons? So that is an answer um, that I don't have. Um, that is, we're waiting for... Uh, Section 8 uh, athletic office and state to give us a little bit more direction of if the season starts January 4th, when can we start having intramurals, open gyms, and you know, preseason training? Um, I know that the section wants to be consistent on a date, uh, so that's yet to be determined. My guess it's not going to be the length of time that we've had in the past. Um, and probably be, you, if, if it's a January 4th start, you may see something around Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving mm -hmm. to give athletes and coaches four weeks leading into that season. And we'll have better a better idea of what school looks like and the climate is two months into the school because there's a lot of unanswered questions. What's going to happen when we open up the school? You know, what, you know, are we going? Is it going to be a spike? You hear all these things. By November, we'll have a better idea, and you know, we can we can go from there. So I, I think it'll be somewhere between Thanksgiving and, and early December. Mm -hmm. Okay. So as we know, you overlook the physical education department, and usually, um, the physical education department recognizes students of the month. Will this continue? And if so, what platform will be used to highlight them? So we had uh, had all my middle school, high school phys ed teachers here we met, and that was one of the things on the agenda. We're definitely moving forward with our student of the month. Um, 
recognitions. Uh, we've discussed, uh, we're probably going to use our social media platform. We're still going to put post the pictures. And we're going to talk to our PR people, our public relations people at, at district office, and see how they feel that we can best get that out there for the student month. We definitely want to continue to acknowledge students as, as we've done in the past, whether it's phys ed, athletics. Um, we, we always want to make sure that we acknowledge students and, you know, bring them to the forefront of what Baldwin is and you know what we have to offer so other people are aware and so that they get recognized themselves mm -hmm. yeah um, so a lot of people have been asking how physical education will differ for the hybrid versus the remote students I know you said about how we're gonna have like those videos on instruction so will we see that across the um, across the curriculum for both remote and hybrid students so our hybrid students are are gonna be in person so right now the format we're using for our hybrid Students gonna be in class one one day, and then the next day they're not. Mm -hmm. So the day that they're in, they're gonna do a, an activity, mm -hmm. whether it's golf, uh, whether it's um, some type of step aerobic, whether it's Tai Chi or some type of self-defense. We, we've planned out a 10-month uh, course of activity. So the day they come in, they participate on that activity. The day they're on hybrid, they will have an online assignment, whether it's a reflection, a review, a question and answer based on the activity that they did and more on the cognitive piece, testing the knowledge of rules, application of what they learned. That's for the hybrid. For the remote learners, similar except for they will have a pre-recorded live activity that a teacher will uh, post. And so it'll give a 10 minute to 15 minute introduction, review of the skill or the activity. It'll give the student the opportunity to participate in that activity. And then they also will have a reflection or assignment. They will have two of those a week uh, versus the, the live student. Mm -hmm. Okay, so as our AD, you've got so much to be concerned with for us as students in ordinary circumstances. Well, in these not so ordinary times, what do you do to take care of yourself mentally and physically that you can share with us? Uh, that's a great question. What do I do? So I think for, for all of us, we've dealt with this pandemic in different ways. Mm -hmm. um, I've been doing this now 20 plus years in education and I, I, I love what I do. Don't get me wrong. I love what I do. I love that you know I'm involved in sports, physical education. I, I feel blessed that I work with young men and women. I love the interaction. So I spend a lot of time in the building. You guys know I'm always here. I'm here six, seven o'clock mm -hmm. at night. I've been home more. So I've been able to spend time with my family and do things that I haven't been able to do. You know, I just dropped my daughter off in college. Um, to me, that's 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 been something that I've not been able to do and it's kept me grounded. Um, and I love it. I'm looking forward to coming back, but I've, I've realized that there are other things in my life is about balance. And sometimes we don't balance things correctly. I've been able to balance some things at home that I haven't been able to do. Um, I try to, you know, just stay as positive as possible. Um, I'm a goal-oriented person, so I, I have things that I have set forth for myself that need to be done to get us back out of this pandemic in terms of sports and athletics. Um, I've also very, been very conscious of things that we've been forced to do because of the pandemic that... I think will help us when when we go back into the normal normalcy that I think we're going to keep. Yeah. Um, so those those things you know are what helps me, um, family and just staying positive. Mm -hmm. And we got a new puppy too, so that helps. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so like you said, there's going to be some new activities introduced to physical education. Mm -hmm. Can you elaborate on those and some of the cool things that we'll sure. be able to see? Sure. So we're looking. Um, so phys ed, you know, the 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 big. 
thing is there, there are a lot of restrictions that we, we haven't been um, that haven't been in place before so we're, we're gonna do some things that we have done in the past and we've added some new things so some things that we've done in the past we, we've done fitness walking well, we're gonna elaborate on our fitness walking unit and do some community walking um, we've done soccer golf before if you've had mr. Carroll does a great unit on soccer golf we're gonna do that um, we're gonna introduce golf because golf is something that you can do independently, uh, minimal equipment, so golf. We're gonna do some yoga. Uh, we're gonna have a fitness workout unit, so we'll have um, a variety of different activities in the gym, socially distanced, 12 foot, the students will be able to use. We're gonna have a unit on jump roping. We're gonna do a unit on self-defense. Uh, we're gonna do a spring unit on soccer skills, individual soccer skills. We're gonna do a unit on frisbee golf, and we're gonna do a unit on tennis. Right now, that's the plan. Things can change, but that's that's what we've laid out, and uh, we'll, each unit will be about four weeks long, so to give an opportunity for each student to have uh, four to six lessons in that unit. I know you said about golf. Is there a possibility that perhaps in a couple of years we see a golf team emerge at Baldwin High School? So, so the, the way that, because I always get this question mm -hmm. with that in men's volleyball, in order for us to start a team, we have to show sustained interest. So we would start it as a, if, let's say you came to me and said, hey, I want to try an intramural and you have I have 30 people that want to do it. So one year it could be 30 and then year it could, it could be zero or five. Mm -hmm. So if, if we can if you have an interest and we run an intramural and you show me over the course of three or three years that it's sustained interest, we're getting 50 kids every year that want to do this, then we would consider it for a sport. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so as we know, um, the vote for Innovation 2020 is um, coming up, so can you please give us some more information about that? Sure, I'm actually super excited and very happy. Listen, anyone that's that's part of the Baldwin Athletic Community knows that the Innovation 2020 plans specific to athletics are, are super necessary, um, as the other parts of, of the Innovation 2020, but I'm just gonna focus on the athletic part. Uh, we, we need uh, renovations to our facilities, our fields, our locker rooms, gymnasiums. Um, we're one of maybe five schools in all of Nassau County that does not have a turf field. Um, so where that hurts us is obviously you guys know how hard it is to find practice space. When you have a turf field, you can stagger practice without worrying about what it does to the grass and if it'll be playable on game day. Um, so I'm very happy that they've, they've stuck to the plan of bringing this back. Um, I'm, I encourage everyone, I'm not gonna tell people how to vote, but I encourage them to get out and vote like you would for any vote. Uh, I can tell you from my standpoint, th these are things that are very necessary. They will benefit our student athletes, not only in terms of experience, um, but development um, and, and how we can offer the experience of sports. Uh, so the back to your original question, the vote is October 1st. Mm -hmm. um, Please go to the district website for the Innovation 2020 uh, voting uh, instructions and plans. Uh, please, if you're a Baldwin athlete, uh, come out and vote. If you're a Baldwin community member, come out and vote. Uh, it's it's what I think is one of the more important things and legacies that will be left behind way after I'm gone to take, not, I don't want to say take Baldwin into the future, to catch Baldwin up to what mm -hmm. other school districts are. If you've played sports and you've gone to Massapequa, Farmingdale, uh, just name any school, Freeport, you see the facilities they have, um, and we haven't been able to do that up to this point for, for a variety of reasons. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's great that Dr. Cammy had the vision um, and, and the, the, the motivation to get this going and, and get it to this point, and I, and I hope it, it comes to, to reality, to fruition, because it is important and it's, uh, I think it's something of extreme value 
for you guys as, as athletes, for the community. Yeah. All right. So definitely get out there in October. Um, so on this year of the podcast, we're going to be implementing two questions to ask all guests. So as we are Bruins, it's time for the unbearable questions. Um, so in your dream sports fantasy, what is the walkout song being played as you walk onto the field or the court in front of all the fans? That's a great question. <laughs> and I'd be lying to you if every time somebody walks out to a song in professional sports, I don't say to myself, no, that wouldn't be mine. This <laughs> Right now, at this moment, if you ask me, I would have to say my uh, introduction song would be Mark Morrison, Return of the Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Good selection. Good selection. <laughs> that would be my song. Uh, it's funny because uh, I don't know what sport event. I might have been UFC because I watch UFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played it the other day, and I said, oh, he's playing my intro song. And my wife's like, intro song? <laughs> intro song? In my head, I do, though. So, great question. <laughs> Okay, so for those who don't know, you know me, I'm a big food guy, and I know a lot of athletes, you know, they're big food people, so um, every athlete has one, so I want to know, what is your pre-game dinner? My pre-game dinner. That's a great question. So I know I don't look like it right now, but I was an athlete at one time. I was always a big carb guy before I competed. Mm. I wrestled and played football. I was on the football team. I don't want to say I played football. I was on the team. <laughs> I was more of a wrestler, and I did a little soccer. Um, I was always a big carb guy. Um, so any little bit of pasta, even a, some pizza, anything that's, you know, carb. Um, there's different philosophies. I mean, I've seen some great athletes. My son's coach, um, one of his high school coaches, uh, quick story, his, uh, his name is Ben Klein. was a state champion, Pennsylvania, wrestled at Hofstra, nationally ranked. Phenomenal young man. Did wonders for my, for my son. Um, and I was always in awe of his accomplishments and his athletic ability. I mean, he was a sick, he is a sick athlete. And then one day we're talking about pregame meals and he told me, yeah, I always had a two liter bottle of Mountain Dew before. <laughs> <laughs> said, How is that? How is that possible? Yeah. That makes, and to this day I laugh. So, um, listen, everybody's different. For me, I needed every edge I could get. I wouldn't have, it, it, Mountain Dew didn't do it yeah. for me. I tried, to load up, I tried to load up on cars. Yeah. Um, so that about sums up our interview. Thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Is there anything else you want to say to the Baldwin community before we head out? Um, yes. So what I say to the Baldwin community is, uh, guys, no one is in this alone. Uh, we are all in this together. We will work together to make sure that with the health and safety as the, as the primary focus, that we get everything back to as normal as possible as soon as possible. Um, I encourage anyone that that has a question specific to sports to reach out to me. My email's on the website. Um, I do plan at some point for our student athletes to hold a Google Meet to allow like a question and answer. Mm -hmm. So I will get that out once it's organized. Um, Stay positive, stay together, um, stay focused, and I wish uh, everyone, their families, uh, health and the best. All right, right, so that was a green interview with Mr. Ramirez. Thank you to all of our week one listeners for tuning in. We hope that your questions were answered and that you tune in next time. And bring some of your friends, too. (laughs) (laughs) And we want to wish everyone a great first week and a healthy and happy school year. And we'll see you next time on the Bald and Bruins Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Be sure to follow us on all streaming platforms. Check us out on Instagram at Bruins Podcast. Join us next time for more news, analysis, interviews, and everything Baldwin sports.